Broadcasting from the Third Coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studio, this is The Hango Show. Chase it. I chase really it. can't. Come on, man. Chase it with one. No. Come on, man. <laughs> do it. I'm, Come chas- on. I'm do chasing it. it with Miller Lite. Come do on, it. man. Chase it with one. Hey, there pressure you go. is a motherfucker, ain't it? It is. Chase it. <laughs> it would be stupid. It's going to be the worst episode ever, I can already <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Stupider than normal. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. I guess. If you say so. This beer is really damn good, man. I like it a lot. Were they out of Memphis? Yeah, Memphis. Memphis. Wiseacre. Wiseacre. Yeah. If you're out there, Wiseacre. Yeah, if, if Wiseacre <laughs> wants <laughs> If Wiseacre Brewery in Memphis, Tennessee would like to sponsor the Hango Show, I will gladly, I will <laughs> gladly promote Gotta Get Up to Get Down. That is a damn good beer. Oh. So, yeah, I was just telling... Um, harpoon before you got over here about my shingle situation. Yeah. Uh, rash is almost all gone. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Val- Shout out to Valtrex. <laughs> Killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> no more shingles, no more speed bumps. It's, it's, it's real for her pleasure. Naturally. Um, for sure. Now, the, the rash part of my shingles is like, all but gone. And, uh, but like the last probably three days, my ribs felt like they met Floyd Mayweather Jr. <laughs> like that they are, they feel bruised as shit. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm fine. If, if the pain would just go away, I'd be all right. Does right? it aggravate it any more or less when you twist or move or drive? Or I've gotten sleep. almost the habit of trying to stretch. This side, I'm like oh, I, got, I think I got a little cramp or something. Maybe, no, I'm just, I'm just ate up with the with the herpes. <laughs> I, that's what I told mom. I was like, I found got shingles. She's like, oh no. I'm like, yes. Yeah, what I get for letting that hooker shit on my chest? You know. <laughs> I mean, you could probably get away with it once or twice, but man, you know, after, after a while, bro, you're just asking for trouble. You know, man. there's definitely a limit. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a bad time, man. But hey, you know, man, like uh, while we're talking about, you know, um, that area, man, your shirts look really, I mean, this, this shirt looks really good on it. It looks like, man, that you've, you know, you're still losing weight. Lost two pounds, two more pounds. You're looking, you're looking like you are, man. It looks like that. I'm getting traps now. Driving at night, Mm -hmm. I've been doing like shoulder shrugs and rolls and stuff, you know. The old, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like I did it one night for like, like 20 miles. Just shrug five seconds, drop. Shrug, drop, you know. I got a shower the other day. I told Tink, I was like, look, I got muscles. I got traps up here. She's like, oh, I can see it now that you pointed it out. I'm like, well, thanks, babe. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad you looked at me for once. It was fantastic. You know, I got a message from the. <laughs> the corporate overlords are sending me messages on Telegram. Oh man! Hey everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host Tango Wood. Tonight we're back again with the boys, with Judd and Harpoon in here. Y'all doing all right tonight? Good, man. Yeah, awesome. So medical updates. I just gave mine. <clears throat> Got rid of my chest herpes. Uh, 
What about what about you? Uh, start with you, Harper. How's how's the eyeballs? Is it all good now? My eyes are are fantastic, man. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm back full speed. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I, that's just an incredible blessing. Yeah, I feel I feel good like that. Awesome, I sure do. Mm-hmm. Jig, how's your back hole? Doing <laughs> doing good. Uh, <laughs> not so much a hole anymore. Uh, most it. of it. Uh, not bandaging it anymore. Um, you know, I've been out in the, out working in the yard, no problems. Um, the, the pain's non-existent, um, small scab on one spot that I'm still waiting for to just do its thing and get out of the way. But yeah, man, doing, doing awesome. I'm glad, man. Doing I was, awesome. when, when, if you could see before and after pics, I don't want to see. You'd be like, <laughs> you know, you but, thing for a change purse. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Floyd did a good job on nursing, she did. didn't you? Yeah. Um, shit. Rock star. I, there's no way in hell I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> grow, grow an extra couple arms on your back, maybe. Yeah. Just. You'd have to lube up a spot on the door. Well, I mean, door, if it had man, happened to her, it, not <laughs> back into it, man, to get it. Not, not so much me treating myself, but if, if, if anything like that had happened to her, oh. I, she'd have just been in shit. <laughs> just, you better sew that shit up. You, you go have to find somebody else. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, uh, she's she was awesome. Yeah, Tink and her went Nate's supper Friday night, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when Nance came by to pick her up, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go there and see. Or maybe when they got back, when they got back, I think I think I was in the middle of something. Whenever they left, I was like, uh, "Is Nancy out there?" Yeah, I said, I'm gonna go out here and say say at least say hi to her. I ain't seen her forever. Went there, it's like so. She's like, "Hey, you poor man." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's it sucks, you know, because she had them She's years had them back. Before, yeah. yeah, she had shingles, and I showed her, you know, this about cleared up. She's like, "Oh," I'm like, "No, it looks good now." <laughs> I said, "We can go ahead blisters all over it. It looked terrible." And we were talking. I was like, "So, when are you coming on the show?" And she's like, "Mm." <laughs> I was like, "Come on." Yep. And she was like, no, no, I'm not doing it. I said, just sit there and listen. She's like, mm-mm. I want to hang out, but I don't want to, I don't want to be around y'all when y'all do that. Um, but, yep, yeah, so. She'd be funny on here. She'd be a blast. Yeah. She, her, she, this is such, she has such a deadpan delivery and just super, that super dry humor. It's, yep. it's great. Uh, how's y'all's week been going? Man, I actually, uh, I actually went to the doctor i had a doctor's appointment earlier this this past week um it was just a yearly checkup at my urologist and uh that's always a treat <laughs> <laughs> golly all right so um the guy that um <clears throat> i'm sorry my doctor not just this guy uh my doctor who i usually see was on vacation so they had a nurse practitioner um that was you know giving me the exam the checkup so I always try to request the first thing in the morning. You know, I try to get it out of the way because I dread it so bad. I, I mean, any doctor visit, and I've been to plenty of them here lately, they just all trip me out. I get real high anxiety. My blood pressure goes up. It's just a, it's just an event. Well, this doctor visit each year is the event. You know, I oh got, yeah. You know, for me, it's the one I dread the most. So it's usually like. <clears throat> a day or so before I don't sleep well. I, I've already got to a point, man, where I, I really don't eat or drink before I go because I pass out. 
sometimes, man, I just get to that point, especially when they're taking drawing blood or they're doing that the lab work type stuff, <clears throat> all the poking and prodding. It just it that's what trips me out the most and really kind of sends me over the edge for you know where I pass out or get sick or whatever. But anyway, man, so the the doctor that I I have is he's very aware of of my sensitivity, man, to to coming to the see him. So he comes in and and we just talk for a little while. You know, instead of just jumping right into yeah, it, the, man. the shit and whatnot. Yeah, he just he's gonna talk. How's things been going? Get caught up and stuff. Very cool. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, he was out this time, and the um, nurse practitioner was the one, or, or physician assistant, or whatever you call him. I don't know. Um, anyway, she was the one that came in. It was a lady, and she was a nice looking lady, and um, so I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> Golly, it's been <laughs> cold showers and baseball. Cold yeah, showers and baseball. It's, it's, been a, it's been a while, man, since I've had a really pretty lady go. All right, drop your pants. Yeah, you know. And, and so anyway, man. So I'm, and so I've got all this dread, you know. Well, anyway, she comes in. And she's just talking and stuff like that. And we're just we're hanging out like my doctor, doctor. And so it really put me at ease, you know, we talked for a while. We talked through the whole, I mean, everything. I mean, she asked all the, all the questions and stuff, everything they usually do at the end of, of, of this type of deal with me, they, they did it all up front. And then, you know, she was just like, you know what, you know, I've read your, um, your file or whatever. And, you know, I know that you've got some anxiety problems about this stuff, you know, and everything that you've answered so far would lead me to believe that you're, that you're healthy. I don't. You know, so I'm going to leave the physical exam part of it up to you. If you want it done, we'll do it. If not, we won't because I feel like you're, you're okay. I don't feel like, because, um, uh, prostate cancer runs in my family. Right. So since I'm, for earlier than normal, I've been getting tested. When did you start? Like 40? Um, or before Four. maybe. Yeah. I was, uh, I was before 40. It was in my thirties. Um, my dad went through it. Um, I've had uncles. It's, 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 it's know, prevalent. Yeah. So anyway, just as precautionary, man, I've been going. And so anyway, so, and I told, I told her, I was like, no, and also man, for anybody else who might be listening, who is, who, uh, dreads going to the doctor or, or whatever, you know, I've, I've, I've just, I've, I've got to a point where I realized that they are there to help me out. You know, they're, I'm going to them for their help. And if I don't participate, then I don't get the help. Right. So as much as I didn't want to get that exam, I told her, I said, now, you know, you, you tell me, man, it's up to me. That's fine. Everything inside of me is, is jumping and cheering and going, yay, we don't have to do it. But I want you to go ahead and do it anyway. I want you to be, I, I don't not do it because of me being a little spooked out. You know, I just, I mean, I'll, let's just do it. Let's try that. Let's do it. Whatever. She's like, okay, man. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear you say that. So <clears throat> here comes the, here, here comes the, Snap. the exam part. That's right. She goes, all right, man, you know, just drop your pants and turn around and, um, you're going to feel a little bit of pressure. Of course, she's doing a rectal, exa- rectal exam, right. you know, where you, they, glove up and lube up and, and reach up and go up you yeah. and, and feel your prostate to see if it's any, if they feel nodules on it or if they feel like how, if it's swollen or they got, just gives them a, a physical uh, reference. So like I said, man, this lady's 
she's 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 a nice looking lady, man, and she's made me feel extremely comfortable in a in an uncomfortable situation. And I just thought to myself that her finger was inside of me a little bit longer than <laughs> most than most other exams <laughs> I've had. I mean, it like it, like like it lingered. Because I'm, I'm a linger, a lingering touch, a lingering finger. Oh, um, doctor. So, so, damn. So I'm I'm there, man, and I'm just damn near white knuckled, and you know, she's three knuckles deep in my ass. <laughs> Through KD, KD. I'm just thinking to myself, all right, that's that's it, that's it. You know, and I thought, what the hell is she doing back there, man? You start tasting our lotion. No, <laughs> you, you know, I'm thinking, wow, man. You know, <laughs> about done and, then, back and, there. Then, and then, and then, you know, and then she's like, yeah, you know, your it's your prostate is a little swollen and stuff. And I was like, well, hell yeah, been giving it a hand job for the last <laughs> thirty seconds, man. I mean, I mean, hell yeah, it's starting to swell up. But anyway, man, we did kind of crack a little. We both kind of giggled, you know. I mean, because obviously, man, it was. I, you know, I I was like, okay, man, you know, what you got going, you know, how is everything, you know? Anyway, it was fun, man, it, to a point, it was about as fun as that could be, I guess. Uh, the rest of everything else turned out fine. The whole thing, everything was good. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely healthy uh, considering, you know, my age and, and that I have had, uh, you know, some predetermined factors that would expose me to a higher probability. Um, but anyway, man, everything everything turned out good. I don't even know how I got off on that tangent, man. No, it's, was, it's good to have a healthy dick. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, and I thought I'll, I'll like to do something since November is is Men's Health Month. You know, yeah. I really would like to do something on the show. Either maybe get somebody who has survived prostate cancer in here to talk about it and the importance of it, or testicular cancer, yeah. or you know anything. You know, men have a extremely high suicide rate. Getting somebody in here to talk about. Uh, metal suicide, how, how prevalent it is. Um, I really want to do something in November for men's health. That's I great. For idea. sure, do. Yeah. You know, and I even talked to Tink. You know, I, I said I've always wanted to. I've I've thought about starting an actual five hundred one c three like charity to do something with, especially I don't, male suicide really bothers me. That because we don't we don't talk about shit. We just guys kind of just in general guys kind of just bottle up everything inside and it's sad that you know men are taking their own lives over something that could be easily talked about and 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 diagnosed by a professional you know it's just needless needless death for, for no reason whether whether it be uh, a chemical issue or a mental issue or maybe they have you know maybe they were they're veterans and they have a hard time overcoming whatever they went through mm-hmm. So, the 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 hoops you have to jump through to start a five, a true five hundred one c three tax exempt charity is ridiculous. Wow. It's a lot of red tape and a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. We could just start a church. They're they're they're, they're tax exempt. We could we could do it that way. <laughs> church of Men's Health. <laughs> the Church of Hango. Oh man. Yeah, I've, you know, I was pre- preparing myself. For the, you know, my my grandfather called it a finger wave. <laughs> that's that's what he called going to the urologist, a yearly finger wave. You know, um, I was mentally preparing myself, from like thirty five to forty. Like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get this done. You know, 
I've got to get it done. It's got to be done, you know. And so, like, a year ago, before I turned 40, they come in and like, yeah, we don't do that anymore until you're, like, 50. I'm like, really? Even if I've got a history of my family? No. As long as you're not, as long as you don't have anything actively going on down there, if you're not having problems urinating that could, you know, could be a sign of swollen prostate or, or sure. whatever it is, we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of like I was like asking the guy to put his finger in my ass. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, you're totally good. I was like, even if I got like a history of my, he's like, yeah, you're, you're fine. I was like, are you sure you don't put your finger up my ass? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> One more time. I <laughs> like the bar didn't count, man. I was, <laughs> this time you got a glove on. Well, I just want to be sure, you know, because I don't want, you know, I saw. Yeah, absolutely. What people had to go through, you know, there's a, when I worked at, at a, a factory over in my hometown, um, one of the guys we worked with got diagnosed with prostate cancer. And he was about as big as that can of beer right there. He's a little scrawny fellow. He's probably in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess right here. Smoked about four packs a day. He drove a forklift. He he drove nonstop in the warehouse outside. Didn't matter. He had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Got diagnosed with, with prostate cancer, and they sent him to I think it was Doctor Cross in Atlanta, like the premier, the premier prostate cancer uh, doctor in America. And so he he make to work the next week. He's like, look at this shit. <laughs> he brought like a note out of his pocket. And they gave him one of those radioactive pills. They, t- they put the seeds in the prostate. And he t- take the, take like this, this pill, it was radioactive. So he could like kind of doing radiation, I guess, while he was working. Mm. He's like, look at this note. It was like a note to give to, to EMTs or somebody in case he threw up. That they had to like shut everything down and call him a biohazard unit and all this oh. stuff because he was... Literally radioactive, you know. At lunch, he wouldn't sit near anybody. You know, they said, as long as you're not, like, on top of somebody, he should be fine. He's like, I ain't risking it. I ain't going to get anybody else here radiation poisoning. You know, if I'm sitting next, he'd sit at the table away from us to eat his lunch. You know, Uh, he survived it. Came out fine. You know, the the seed, the prostate seed treatment worked for him. Uh, But, yeah, he was like, look at this. This man is radioactive. (laughs) He vomits. Please call these people. Early detection of all the prostate issues, man. They're they're I, from the articles that I read. You know, is, is in the upper ninety percent, ninety five, ninety eight, ninety nine percent. It's all you know. If they catch it early, it's almost it's almost curable. Oh yeah. So you know, if if you've got anything like that in your in your family, you know, definitely need to be checked out. Whether it's whether it's prostate or whether it's breast cancer. Or whatever runs in your family, if there's something of anything, man, that keeps running in your family, you definitely need to be checked, checking on it, you know, as a precautionary. Well, I, th- I think a lot of people... High blood pressure, anything. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Um, in our youth, I think we all feel kind of, we all feel kind of uh, bulletproof, mm-hmm. you know. And we are, man. I mean, you know, heck, you're the best you're ever going to be. Yeah. In your <laughs> 20s, it's like, this is it. This is the top. You know, I, I, have, I went to school with a, a few people, you know, brain cancer in school, you know, had leukemia in their teens, all this kind of stuff, mm. you know, and and I don't, we kind of ignore it when we're healthy, quote unquote, 
Um, but there's things that start in our 20s and 30s that are going to affect us in our 40s and 50s that we kind of ignore, you know. I probably should have had a knee replacement about 10 years ago, but I didn't do it. And now I got to click <laughs> whenever I walk, you know, um, just because the all the cartilage is gone now. I've, I've wore it out. And you've got some skateboard stuff like that, skateboard injuries that, that bother your knees too, right, Jake? Uh, shoulder. Shoulder, shoulder. Yep. yeah. Uh, knees probably too. I mean, I skateboarded a lot when I was younger. Uh, also did really dumb shit. Uh, Before Jackass was Jackass, you know, as as a kid, you know, jumping off roofs and shit, everything, yeah, branch launched in your side, yeah, by lawnmower, yeah, yeah, the lawnmower with yeah the stick thing. Jig was was the original lawn dart. I was, yeah, lawn dart. But yeah, I mean, the the shoulder, my what shoulder was it? This my left shoulder. Um, I came down on real hard. one day and just thought I had separated it or broken my collarbone Hmm. and x-rays proved that wrong, but it was like, I've still got the knot right there. Like it never, whatever happened, um, it didn't heal correctly, I guess. So it's, you know, every once in a while it'll catch and just pain, but it's a dull, it's not like consistent. It's just dull and lets you know it's there. But that happened Most of the time. earlier in life. I was 30, actually. Um, was that the day? Yep. <laughs> yep. That was that day. Um, that was this, It was on a Sunday afternoon. We were sitting at your house talking yep. a bunch of bullshit on the patio. Mm-hmm. He's got a beer in his hand. He's on his skateboard just doing little circles. And he decided to do some kind of trick. And all it of a sudden. A, it was a pop shove it. I was looking down like, <laughs> I was looking down like this. <laughs> And out of the corner of my eye, I saw feet. Yeah. <laughs> and I look, and Judd's upside down. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And it was, I was scared to begin. I was like, oh, my God, he's broke his neck. He, he landed, landed on his shoulders. Hard. Jeez. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's still breathing. Now I can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's fine now. You know, Beer's still in hand. Yeah, didn't spill <laughs> a drop. Didn't spill Not a sud came out. That's yeah. a professional. Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I knew immediately that, oh, my God, what? Because I couldn't lift my arm, like it, like I had no range of motion whatsoever in my shoulder um, for a couple of weeks. Uh, like it hurt to put a shirt on. Jeez! And I was still working construction then, so had to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was also driving the company van to pick up all the rest of the employees that we were taking to. Yeah, uh, I think we were working in like some small town in Alabama then. But, uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun couple of months trying to get range of motion back because I thought I'd torn everything apart. Uh, but not to be. It's just a just a sore spot now. <laughs> and long, this my right shoulder. Do what? How long ago was that? That was fourteen years ago. Wow. I'm forty four now, so I was thirty then. Um, and I should have got. I, I shouldn't have been on a skateboard in the first place. I because I suck. At skateboarding, first and foremost, but I was thirty, <laughs> and I was drinking beer. So bad idea. Those don't those don't go well. Don't blame it on the beer. How you know, did- man. I was I was I was older than thirty when I met both you guys. Mm-hmm. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, that's I was the way time works. I swear, <laughs> I was twenty. I think twenty one. Mm. Yeah, I was. I was. Tw- 
Hey, you were like 18 or 19 when I met you. Oh, no. Was he younger? You were younger than that? I was older than that. I was already drinking. Oh. Legally. Uh, <laughs> now, I when did you. I started working with you in what, 99? 99. 99. Oh, I was 22 then. Yeah, I was 22. Yeah. And, and 20. But I'd met you before that, though. Just hanging out with the with the girls. I man. would imagine, yeah. The girls yeah. that was working the video store next door, Candace and Cassie. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. And, you know, hanging mm-hmm. out with all those guys. Yeah. And then I'd met you when you worked for Kevin Mike. Mm-hmm. I never met you then. I talked to you on my phone. You were just a voice in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, is Kev there? No. All right. Tell him Harpoon called. Bye. Click. <laughs> um. No, when I started working for you, I, it was a month before I turned 23. Oh, okay. I started working for you in October, and I turned 23 in November. So, yeah, I was on up in I names. started in October, too. Look at that. Yep. Sober in October. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everybody how pissed off you were that Joe Rogan stole that idea from you. After you've been doing it for Uh, 30 years, he's like, what are you, sober in October? Harper's like, that's my idea. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, though. I mean, that's it's you know, I mean, when you you think about things, um, like on a planetary scale, you know, think, hey, man, I can't be the only one that has this idea. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you know, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, October of 99, man. That's when I started. You started doing no, it? No, no, no. It was 2000, 2000 when I started. So. You still do it now? I still do. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot for me to wean off of anymore, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I always go a, a full month, um, uh, with nothing in my body stronger than an aspirin unless right. it's, unless it's prescribed. Uh, and you know, I mean, I, I recently started just to show myself that I wasn't addicted or, you know, I had I had control of everything that was going in into my body, um, and uh, because we were partying like rock stars for an extended period of time, man. I mean, it was a it was a lifestyle, and you know, I mean, it was I was older. You know, I was in my thirties, man, and I, was, and I was hanging out with a bunch of twenty year old guys. You know, twenty two, and and hell, y'all were just getting to that point, man, where y'all were just peaking. You know. Hell yeah, I'll take a 14th shotgun, you know. <laughs> Only been an hour, why not? We got 24 of them. Yeah. Mix I mean, everything in the windowsill. Yeah. John will shoot it. So, yeah. And I, I would. Trying to hang with you guys. But so anyway, that's the way it started. I, and 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 I'll never forget, like the first two years that I did it, everybody was coming basically to my house to hang out and party anyway. You know, so there was every, it was like a house full of people at my house for several years and uh and when october had come around everybody at my house was drinking and smoking and partying and just wide ass open and here i am stone sober you know and i would just be like sitting in the corner reading your bible just i'm like cool you know <laughs> i'm hanging out and stuff like that but you know the, especially the first year everybody was like popping beers in front of my face oh, and stuff and then we're making like wrong. like money bets he'll never last a week oh man i bet i bet he'll last five days you know i bet he can go a week and whatever and i'm like dude y'all are really man betting on me <laughs> so anyway man yeah it's just been a deal but um yeah when i heard joe doing it man i was like whoa i've heard that somewhere before man hang on <laughs> well like you had shirts made from your restaurant you know, yeah we, we yeah, support yeah, yeah. sober in october yeah you know? we had the uh, uh slices of pizza it was like some slice of pizza and then uh, like a like a couple of beer mugs with a circle and a line drawn through them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it was that's cool stuff. 
I'll talk about the, the big news this week for us, mm-hmm. for our area. Yeah, which got The SEC welcomes Texas and Oklahoma to, after the board voted to bring them into the SEC. I, I heard a couple of people talking about that, but I didn't catch the whole story, man. How's that? What's, what's yeah. how's that going to work? Eventually, ev- evidently, um, Texas and Oklahoma were like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now, where, now, where have they, what, they were at a Big Twelve. Okay, yeah. you know, and Oklahoma has won the Big Twelve conference the last six years straight. I mean, they are like the powerhouse in the Big Twelve. Oh. So, the big conferences are the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and the Pac Twelve. Did I miss one? SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, and Pac. Pac-12, so that's the Power Five. And so, um, yeah, like like the Texas legislature is getting involved now, saying they're not going to let them go. The the Texas State Senate was like. Now, why why would they want to go or why wouldn't they want to go? I mean, what are the. Why would they want to go? Yeah, why would they want to come to the SEC? The SEC is like the premier conference in the country. Just to be part of the number one ratings and oh yeah, I mean, or just I mean it's got to be financial somewhere. You, you think about the SEC network. They started. See, they 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 were gonna do like a Big Twelve network, and it became the Longhorn network. It was all centered around Texas, 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 Texas. Texas you know, and so uh, no one watched the Longhorn network because no one gives a shit about the Big Twelve. I mean, the only people who give a shit about the Big Twelve are like. The people who live like in in Austin and and where's Norman, Oklahoma? I think that's where where Oklahoma is at. University of Oklahoma is at is Norman, um, you know. And people who live in Oklahoma City, or Oklahoma State, or just those towns, you know, where around here, everybody, you know, you you not only cheer for your team, but you cheer for the teams in your state for the most part. You know, and then during bowl season, everybody cheers for SEC teams down here. Right. It don't matter no matter if that's your team or not. Yeah. Um, I think that they're gonna have to pay each I think Oklahoma and Texas is like seventy three million a piece to get out of the Big Twelve. But wow. they're gonna make that like in two years once they get in the SEC. You know, the the money the SEC gets, you know, because there's always SEC game on. Yeah, yeah. You know. The, the CBS got a steal. <laughs> they they signed the SEC for like a long contract back in the day, and now they're making CBS makes money hand over fist airing SEC games. Are they wanting all sports moved to SEC or just the football? Well, the way I understand it, all of them. Yeah, you know, and Texas has, has usually had a pretty good baseball team too. You know, and Mississippi State won the baseball championship this year from the SEC. Yeah. It was them and Vanderbilt, two SEC schools. But the thing is, it's going to leave all these other schools in the Big 12 kind of fucked. You know, because Oklahoma and Texas were like the anchors. Even though Texas hadn't done shit really in the last few years, Oklahoma was a main state anchor. Hell, Nebraska left the Big 12 a few years ago to join, to join the Big 10. Hmm. Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, West Virginia joined the Big 12. Okay. So it's all these schools in the middle of the country and West Virginia on the East Coast. So I listened to uh, Pat McAfee 
you ever listen to this podcast? And he was a, he was a punter in the NFL. He's got a great podcast, just all sports. And they did a whole breakdown. If you get a chance, go watch the video. It's really good. They were kind of dividing everything up. Um, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are going to move to the SEC. Um, West Virginia could go to the ACC. You know, and then you have like Iowa and Iowa State maybe go to the the or Iowa and and Kansas go to the the Big Ten up north, and then maybe like Texas Tech and Baylor go to the Pac twelve. You know, it's pretty much going to disband. So it's going to absorb. It's going to it's going to kill the Big Twelve. Yeah, you know, they'll just be absorbed um, by another. So yeah, they're supposed to join the conference in July of twenty twenty five. So they have four years to get their get, get shit ready. Okay, so that happened, and then what happened after that? It was something else. Uh, give me one second. Okay, so. They're joining there, and the Texas legislature is, like, trying to stop it. And then, now they're saying it was collusion between Texas and Oklahoma to leave the Big 12. At the same time. Yeah, and they're big. They're, like the, they're, they're huge rivals. You know, that was it's a big rivalry in the Big 12. And so now, this afternoon, per, from Mark Ryan, per a reliable source, Clemson and Florida State have reached out to the SEC trying to join now. Oh, wow. Clemson's like national champions, you know. Uh, So even the ACC has got people trying to defect to the SEC. It's going to wind up being, it's going to be the SEC division and the rest of college football is what it's going to fall down to because everybody wants to be in this conference. And can you blame them? I mean, for for what ten years the national championship came to South. It was either Florida or it was Alabama, LSU. You know, all these, all these, all these national championships always came. It was Auburn when 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 Cam Newton was there that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the championship just keeps coming South. You know, and every, now everybody's like, oh shit. Because these SEC schools are getting all this money now from the SEC network, from ESPN. Oh, okay. You know they're getting all that residual income too. And so it's it's not just the schools that are that are playing that week to get the money. That money's paid at the beginning of the year, and it gets divided up among the schools. Huh. It all comes back to the money. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what I was trying to follow up earlier, yeah. man. I was like, okay, what's the what's, yeah, it's, where's it's the all, money flow? And you think about <clears throat> merchandise sales. Bowl game invitations, you know, the SEC, to be as, as tough a conference as it is, they still shine during bowl season. Whether it's a national championship game or it's the, I don't know. Frito Bowl. Even lower, let's go lower than that. Let's, let's go like uh, the Cheeto Bowl or something. I mean, it's, it's a Sun Bowl, whatever it is. They even, they, even though they beat the shit out of each other all year long playing against each other, they get the bowl games and they still rise to the occasion no matter what bullet's in. So that's big news right here this week. I don't know if y'all heard anything about it or not. Um, if listening to this show for sports, you came to the right right episode to listen. We don't talk about sports a whole lot down here uh, on the show anyway. Uh, I got a feel-good story. I, don't, I know you like some good news every once in a while. Mm-hmm. South Park's Trey Parker 
and Matt Stone want to buy the real Casa Bonita. I heard about that. Did you hear it? Yeah. If you're if you're not at all like us, you were first introduced to the concept of Casa Bonita, which is a small chain of Mexican entertainment restaurants in the western parts of the United States. Uh, though an episode through an episode of South Park aired uh, during the show's seventh season, which was eighteen years ago. Yeah. Can you believe that? Um, back in 2003, wow. at which point, if you continue to be like us, you assume that the restaurants were made up for the show because how could such a paradise exist? Uh, surely the fantastic wonderland of Colorado based Mexican food and novelty photo ops must have sprung like Athena fully formed from the heads of the South park creators, but no Casa Bonita is real where it was. The COVID-19 shutdowns have been understandably hard on, on the industry. And honestly, the chain was down to only one location when the pandemic rolled around, which is now in some serious financial peril. The parent company reportedly filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in April. But there's a potential happy ending for this tale of woe, because while Parker and Stone may have not invented Casa Bonita, they're definitely fans and are apparently thinking about buying the last remaining restaurants for themselves. I guess I'm talking about how when they were kids, they went there and it was a whole experience. Did you ever watch the episode about it before this restaurant called Casa Bonita is like a Mexican restaurant and they have like cliff divers in the restaurant and they have like black Bart's cave up where the kids go through playing treasure and stuff. And, uh, it's like a whole, I thought it was made up for the show. I didn't know it was real, but apparently it was a real change in Colorado and they featured, featured it on the cartoon on one of the episodes. Huh. And so they go on the article and talk about how, you know, they went there as kids and it was so much fun to actually get to go. Cause it's one of those things like you go to the commercials for, but you never really went after parents would take them like for the birthday or whatever. And so they're buying the last, the last existing location. Wow. They're planning on it anyway. And they're going to expand it. They're going to make the, make the menu all new where it's not just like microwaved food sent out actually have a really good menu with actual chefs and cooks and everything. Very cool. You know, and that's what, you know, those guys are, they're Colorado guys through and through, you know, and it's just their way of keeping people in the state employed if they want to work <laughs> in this climate, you know, mm-hmm. they're trying to save something from their, from their childhood, which I think we all kind of want to do if we ever get rich, I guess. Speaking of employees, how's your new guy still working out? Is he good? He's, he's showing up. Well, he didn't show up. Thursday, oh. but he did show up Friday and Saturday. Um, he's he, he's a um, he's a football player. Yeah, and um, he's he's been featured in the um, local paper, the online version. I think he don't, don't give me the spouting off actual numbers, um, but uh, he it was like the picture was like him deadlifting six hundred pounds Jesus. or something. Yeah, I mean just some kind of I mean. You know he's a, he's a big boy. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he uh, Wednesday he sent me a text saying, "Hey boss, I ain't gonna make it in tomorrow. I hurt my back trying to deadlift like some obscene like seven wagon. You know, <laughs> like oh yeah. So, but he's uh, so far, man, he's doing all right, man. When he's there, he's doing he's doing better than you know um, 
I mean, you know, he's continuing. He's continuing. I'm, I'm really, honestly, man. I'm, I'm trying to use my patience. Have you learned his name yet? Uh, I'm, I'm working on it, man. I figure, man, that, <laughs> that sometime pretty soon, man, it'll be the make or break. But he's, uh, uh, he just got his hair twisted up and little, um, what do you call them? Like braid, just twist, yeah. Uh, and uh, it, which I, I like, I like. I think it, I think it suits him, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a big boy. So he's, you know, and it's extremely hot back there, dude. Yeah. And, and he's just, but you know, he's used to it, I guess, from you know football yeah, practice. You're doing two days during August. That kitchen ain't shit. I mean, it's hot in that kitchen. Yeah, that's nothing like getting outside here in, in this heat. Yeah. twice a day. Yeah, padded up. Yeah, last couple of days here, my AC is out of my car. Did I tell you that? Oh, no. Dude. So I go. So for the last two weeks, it's been out. And it's just been like jungle hot, thick, man. You know, humidity here. You know, heat index of over 110, you know. Here I think it was week. like 112 yesterday at 3 o'clock. Yeah. So for crazy. the last two weeks, I've been trying to get it to um, one of the local shops, one of the local guys. Man, he eats with me quite often, man. I usually try to throw him back to business. So I finally get up there today, and they keep it for a half a day. He calls me back up, and he's like, man, you don't want to talk to me, but I'm going to give you the news anyway. Oh. He goes, your AC compressor is shot. He goes, it's going to what be. Year, what year is that car? Uh, 17. 17? Something, maybe. Call the Honda place uh-huh. and uh, see if there is a extended warranty on the condenser or the compressor because i just got a letter for mine because mine's out too it's cooling on one side not on the other and that is a known issue with the new hondas mine's a 17 as well so call the honda place and and see if there's been because uh the letter they extended the warranty 10 years because they know it's an issue Yeah, maybe so, recalled too. They'll, they'll fix it. Yeah, that check way. check it out. It's worth checking out anyway. Yeah, because uh, if it's the same issue, um, it is covered under that extended warranty. That, that's guess, from Honda. Can I guess the price yeah. on a new condenser? Seven fifty with labor. Nine ninety. Oh my god! He goes and the guy goes. The guy goes. Yeah, the parts, man, like four fifty or something, man. But it's gonna take me like a, a half a day to do it, so it's gonna be around nine ninety. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, damn, dude, you you're cracking off like five hundred dollars on me for a half day's work. Do you know how that works? Yes. How their labor prices work? No. Okay, they've got a book, and this this book is like like this like family Bible thick. <laughs> it's big, and like, what model is your car? Seventeen, I think. Okay, so when they when they diagnose it, like you need a new compressor, they go to that book and they look up, okay, 2017 Honda CVR, whatever you got. Open it up and they find it. Compressor, labor hours, this many. Yep. It don't matter if it takes them 30 minutes to fix it or it takes them three days. That's that's the amount they can charge. Will they just pick their hourly rate and multiply it by that time that the book mm-hmm. says? Yeah. The, the, the labor book is industry-wide. So if you go to a, a local repair shop or if you go to a GMAC certified guy or a Ford certified like dealership, don't matter. That book is a way for them to help control pricing, you know. Um, and then they each individual shop just, just set yep. their own hourly rate? This, sh- this shop may charge $75 an hour for labor. 
This shop may charge 125. This shop may charge 50. You know, so you're kind of shopping around for labor prices. Oh, I got you. Like when I got those new, I got those eight pangers put on that on that Sportster Harley. If I took it to the Harley Davidson dealership, they charged 125 an hour. Okay, I went to a local guy. He charges 70 an hour. I wish I'd have took it to Harley because <laughs> on the way home. He didn't get one of the connectors back together, and so it was going, <laughs> going down my, I'm doing like 70, 70 down 25. He starts like trying to cut out on me. I'm like, am I out of gas? Because it's got no, the sports are, are such a, a small bike. It don't, it don't even have a gas gauge on it. Oh. When I fill up, I reset my odometer. <laughs> and I know about 125, I need some more gas in it. <laughs> And I was like at 115. I'm like, I know I've got more gas than this in here. I mean, I was almost back here. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, after a couple of days of me like leaving here and it stopping a quarter mile down, down the road, uh, Pop came out there. He's like, something's not right. I mean, you got a tank full of gas. Everything's good. And I said, we need to take the, because they run all the wiring. <clears throat> they had to run wiring up to like the handlebars for for everything. Uh-huh. You know, it's all wired internally through the handlebars for my turning signal stuff like that. I said, well, all the connectors are underneath the gas tank. And there's only one bolt holds the gas tank onto the, the frame of the, of the bike. I said, we can undo that bolt. I'll pick it up. And you, cause he's got small fingers compared, <laughs> compared to mine. I said, you can get in there and check, check those connectors. I did that bolt and I buried the, the tank. He stuck his fingers in and he heard click. I had a problem since. Wow. But I went and charged $125. It was took, it was the, that the handlebar job was a three hour project. So that had been $375 just in labor. Damn, man. And I took them all, all, I took them everything. Yeah. I took them the handlebars, the wiring kit, new cables. All they had to charge me for when they did it was the brake fluid to bleed the, bleed the lines. I didn't think about buying any of that. <laughs> so, wow. But yeah, I mean, when you come when it comes to labor prices, that's really what you're shopping for. That's just it. Just hit me. I, I was just thinking, you know, maybe it's hopefully it's something simple like a fuse or some kind of you know just need some more spray gimmick stuff. And but no, man, he cried. I was like, damn, a thousand bucks, man. Like two weeks ago, man, it was blowing snow. Yeah. Now nothing. That's so weird that it went out. Just that quick. Just, oh, yeah. Overnight. Boom. Next day, it just wouldn't come on. You want some more news? It's more uh, funny, I guess. Yeah. And kind of sad. Michigan lawmaker reports $221 campaign spending at a strip club. He used campaign funds at a strip club. A Michigan lawmaker reported spending $221 of his campaign money at a strip club in Deborn, in Dearborn on March 8th. As a constituent meeting. They got the buffet there, man. He's taking folks there for the buffet. No, he gets better. <laughs> oh, okay. He did eat there, though. <laughs> uh, to discuss potential economic projects, according to the disclosure filed on Sunday, State Representative uh, Joel Jones, a Democrat from Inkster, turned in his new fundraising report ahead of Monday's 5 p.m. deadline for state office holders and candidates to submit the records. In a phone interview, Jones described the Pantheon Club, the venue of the meeting, as a lounge. 
and said he wasn't sure if it was a strip club before the phone call became disconnected abruptly. <laughs> he hung up on the motherfuckers. A Twitter account using the name uh, Parthenon Club described it as the oldest and most established gentleman's club in Michigan. Uh, we have met people uh, where, they're, where they're at sometimes. We have to meet people where they are sometimes. Holla, Jones said in a text message after the interview. He added the strip club had some great lamb chops. That's a quote. <laughs> Jones, a third-term lawmaker, made headlines in recent weeks after he was arrested on April 6th after his black Chevy Tahoe drifted in and out of lanes on Interstate 96 before pulling over to the shoulder and into the ditch, according to the Michigan State Police report. He was accused of struggling with troopers after the crash and allegedly told officers that he would call the governor and that he'd have... He had had oversight of the MPS budget. <clears throat> His blood alcohol content, according to the police, was 0.19. The legal limit is 0.08. <laughs> Over twice the legal limit. Yeah. His new campaign finance disclosure, disclosure, which covers from January 1st through July 20th, reveals his account expended more than $6,400 over the period at restaurants and lounges for events that were described as meetings. Overall, the committee spent $15,926 over the first seven months of the year, including $1,257 on costs that were incidental to Jones holding office. The spending also featured $696 at Ferrero's Italian restaurant and wine bar in Las Vegas in March 20, on March 22nd. Jones described it as a dinner meeting with other legislatures. A week later, the campaign spent $514 at, John Good, at John's Good Time Bar and Grill in Inkster for a, quote, meeting with community stakeholders on potential projects. It's not rare for Michigan lawmakers to use campaign funds to purchase dinners related to their official duties. However, the level and type of spending described in his new report is unusual. Simon Schuster, executive director of a nonprofit Michigan campaign finance network said Michigan's elected officials often use campaign funds to wine, dine and entertain themselves under the guise of conducting business. So yeah, this Jones guy is just making it rain, man. With one of those guns that she just shoots out the exactly. dollar. <laughs> 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 Somebody just, just taking the, the old dollar gun up there. This dude just doesn't give a shit. You know, and the thing is, this is money that has been either donated to him or he got, like, like government campaign finance funding for it. Just out blowing at partying. There's a stripper in that club named Lamb Chop. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Guaranteed. <laughs> yep. Lamb Chop the stripper. Oh, man. You want something a little bit more local? Some more local news here? Local stripper news? No. No. But you're on the right track. Bring your house and share your spouse. A new Swingers Trailer Park is opening in Mamo. This is from Evangel Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. If you're looking to spice up your love life with an outdoor experience, there's a new spot for Swingers to open in Mamo. It's called T-Boys Swinger Trailer Park, and it's gaining attention as it's getting ready to swing into southern Louisiana. The motto, bring your house and share your spouse. You can come to Mamo for 
for many good things. This will be one of them, David Acoin said. Acoin is the man behind T-Boy Swinger Trailer Park. He's opening it for couples into he's opening it for couples into swinging, and he says the swinger community is surprisingly bigger than you might think. It's bigger than most will know, Acoin said. Live, live free, and don't be scared of it. There's a big community of it. I think a bunch of them aren't shy. Ones that are shy, hell with them. Roll, <laughs> roll with it. It's a good thing compared to most things. Since putting up the sign where the swinger part will be, a coin says he's gotten calls from swingers across the country. We've gotten some from Pennsylvania. We've gotten some from Arkansas. Of course, we got some from all around Louisiana. Whether it, whether it be Lafayette, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, or Slidale. We have text messages from all over the country. It's kind of mind-boggling, he said. He said they're getting so many calls they can barely keep up with it. Most of them call or text just to see if it's real, if it is real, just to see if somebody's going to answer because they'll say, oh, no, nobody's there. It's not, it can't be a real number. Or they'll get on Facebook and say, oh, this is not a real number. I got on there and said, I'd be a fat frog's butt if it wasn't a real number. <laughs> Everybody starts calling, and they start calling. Hey, watch y'all's address. Where is Mamo? Uh, where's it at? Yes, it is. The sign for Swingers Community says you have to, you have to send a picture of your spouse for approval. <laughs> but a coin said it's just a joke. That was more of a joke to kind of ease people into the situation to kind of help create the vibe. People went further with it than you can imagine. They've got many pitch. We've got many pictures and many phone calls and many texts, voicemails. It's just unreal. A coin said he has one message for the haters. Sucks to be them. There's no reason to get mad at anybody for their preferences. Uh, they're not out here hurting nobody. Nobody's selling drugs here. That's a lie. People just want to have a good time, enjoy themselves the way they want to. That's perfectly what it is. A coin said the grand opening for T-Boys Swinger Trailer Park is set for Memorial Day weekend of 2022. When it's finished, the site will have a nude pool, a nude yoga st- uh, stadium, a strip poker hall, and a key party cabana. He says you'll have to look up a key party to find out what that one is. <laughs> a coin also says you can choose to live at the trailer park, but he's designed it to operate more like a campground where sw- swingers can come for a party-themed weekends. I think I found our first live remote location. Wow. We're going to go to T-Boys. There's so much there, man. What <laughs> it's you a lot to read. unpack, ain't it's it? It's just a lot. I thought, man, right there at the first, didn't you say, man, like an outdoor experience? Yeah, it's like a trailer park. It's not, it's not like a hotel or anything. That's just going to be tra- inviting all the trailer park hookers <laughs> to one party. <laughs> it's, it's just like our state parks where they have hookups like for yeah. campers and whatnot. Do you so, know, man, they got a, there's going to be a sign somewhere that says teeth are optional. <laughs> Aren't they always? <laughs> I mean, somewhere, you know, each cabana like, okay, this one's. Must be this tall to ride. Oh, <laughs> no. That'll be a, that would be, a, that'd be a, an interesting uh, remote. You want to go that, you want to go do it? We can go over there and do it. I mean, heck, it'd be, it'd be tripping. Well, you know where this is at? Uh. It's like south of New Orleans. It's out in the. Fucking buy you. Wow. So what are we going to run into? <laughs> Gators. 
that's that's the first question. What are we going to run into? Number two, we'll be able to understand them <laughs> because they're going to have that thick ass Cajun accent down oh, there. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I mean, you know, walking around down there with a boom mic, somebody be like, "Hey, bring that in here." <laughs> <laughs> you need a rubber glove for the boom mic, man. Yeah, let me put a shower cap on that. For oh. You. <laughs> I have one. I more. don't know, man. I mean, let's let's uh, live remote, man. Let's try the some kind of bikini something somewhere. <laughs> we, could, we could do Vegas. That'd be a lot of fun. Vegas, man. Let's do it. That gotta be the first one. Hundred percent. I'll mean, I'll load up, man, and go. We could do it like uh, Mardi Gras weekend one when we like the Mardi Gras weekend next year. If yeah. it, if it's if you can if you can get out in public, then yeah, they're, they're shutting everything yeah. down again now. Um. Uh. <laughs> this hit both of y'all a little close to home since you used to work for them and you're trying to fight them off. <laughs> Tobacco firm Philip Morris calls for a ban on cigarettes within the next decade. The chief executive of t- tobacco business Philip Morris International has called on the UK government to ban cigarettes within a decade on a move that would outlaw its own Marlboro brand. The UK? In the UK. Oh. Right. Um, Jacques Olzik, I guess how you say his last name, I don't know. So the company could see the world without cigarettes, and actually, the sooner it happens, the better off it'll be for everyone. Cigarettes should be treated like petrol cars, the, the sale of which is due to be banned by 2030, he said. Government action would end the confusion felt by smokers, some of whom still thought the alternatives are worse than cigarettes. Give them a choice of smoke-free alternatives, with the right regulation and information, it can happen 10 years from now in, in some countries. You can solve the problem once and forever. Philip Morris International recently said it wanted half, half its turnover to come from non-smoking products as it morphs into a health care and wellness company. With executive pay ties to its new mission to unsmoke the world by phasing out cigarettes. Nonetheless, the company has come under fire with anti-smoking campaigners who accused it of hypocrisy after it launched a one billion pound takeover bid for Vectura, a British pharmaceutical company that makes asthma inhalers. Campaigners argue uh, tobacco companies are positioning themselves as part of the solution to the smoke-free world while continuing to aggressively sell and promote lethal cigarettes. Smoking, including secondhand smoke, kills roughly 8 million people a year, according to the World Health Organization. Tobacco firms have been moving into cigarette alternatives, such as vapes and e-cigarettes. PMI is pushing the IQOS, a cigarette device that heats tobacco to deliver nicotine without the smoke and tar that causes diseases, including cancer. So they've been kind of positioning themselves this way for a while. Um, As you, most people know, they had uh, some lawsuits back in the 90s. I guess it was the states were getting, trying to, they sued the tobacco companies. Uh, when that happened, a lot of tobacco companies started buying into other sectors. Uh, I think R.G. Reynolds bought Nabisco. Uh, Steve O's dad was like an executive for them, like a higher up executive. So they've had a good 30 years now to kind of diversify their their holdings. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're, they're, they're trying to push to get out of, Tobacco altogether. I, I, I'm thinking, man, that's a Philip Morris product. Miller? The Miller Lite, I think. Really? I think. On craft. Craft food. But it's true. Yeah. I was thinking they owned the Miller Brewing Company. 
I was thinking, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. But when you were saying asthma inhalers, I thought first thing that came to my head was like, going, damn, man, they're going to give people asthma and then breathing problems. Yep. And then, you know, go, hey, man, my bad here. Buy some of this that I own. <laughs> that's what I've been getting shit about. That's, yeah. yeah, that's why they're coming under so much fire from it. So, uh, Jig, have you tried the Aquas or Aquos? Icos? Yeah. No. Um, have you heard anybody who's tried it? Dude, it's huge in Japan. But you want to explain to everybody what it is? Is this like a vape? It's, it's like it's a heat. What they call a heat not burn system. Uh, you're still using a like a tobacco plug, like a, with a filter, and just but it's a lot smaller. Um, so what that you what you do with that is you take it. And you pop it into the end of the icos, and then there's a preheat thing where it heats up. It heats to the point of combustion, but never actually catches fire. So is it like a, like a um, like a herb device for marijuana and stuff like that? It's well, it similar. It's similar the way it reacts because you're not you know when you vape, you know cannabis, it's doing the same thing. It's heating it to the point where you're still getting something, but it's not burning. So there's no real combustion. Um, there's still a lot of chemicals. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they've already got FDA approval for this thing. I it's been, so. it's been on the market. I'm pretty sure there's a, I'm pretty sure there's an Icos, uh, store in Atlanta. Really? Yeah. It, I, I believe it was the first one in the state or in the, in the country. Um, don't hold me on that. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like I said, it's a heat not burn system. It's a battery operated heat not burn. Uh, so there's no real combustion, but they're still using, you know, it's a tobacco product. Yeah. How is it compared to like, like what we use? Um, still not, not as safe as vaping in your opinion. Oh no, no. Yeah. Is there, I mean, there's still, it's a reduced risk product and that's how they're, that's how they're marketing it. That's how they marketed it. Um, and you know, they, sh- they send in their forms for the PMTAs, just like everybody else. You got to prove like that. And <laughs> overnight, Amazing. I mean, I don't know how long they worked on it. It may have been a million page report on how, you know, chemical levels and that kind of stuff. Oh, you, you want to explain but what that is, what you're talking about? PMTA? Yeah. Uh, pre-market tobacco analysis, I think's the term. I think, uh, but when you were on my second episode, we talked about that, about how like in the vape industry, every skew Mm-hmm. of juice every skew of device has to go through that approval process of the fda right? yep yeah if you want if you want it to stay on the market you have to send it in and have all of your paperwork in order for them to go through and say yay or nay and how much was it per per form oh i don't even know for, for hundreds of thousands of dollars right. for every single skew for every single time you send in a report to get that approved it was a whole new check well, it was a whole new product. So depending on how many products you sent in. Yeah, but you're paying per product though. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, because they, they consider just the change of a 0.5 in nicotine is a whole different product. So you might have a, you know, you got a zero nicotine product, still got to send it. Even though even though it has no nicotine in it. Yeah. It's Well, if, if it is to be used for vaping. Gotcha. It's considered a tobacco product. Um, so anything. Uh, you know, manufacturers for box mods, tanks, coils, all that, they, they all have to send it in or it won't be, I mean, it's going to be contraband. Right. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's, and it's a, it's a crazy long and, uh, extremely expensive, uh, endeavor. So yeah, but 
they sent in the ICOS approval. And because it was, they considered a reduced, uh, a less harmful product. Reduced risk. Reduced Reduced risk. risk. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly what vaping is. But hadn't heard anything about that. You know, compare vaping even to their new ICOS and it's going to be even better. Yeah. By, By leaps and bounds. But here we are. You, you know, know, I think what pisses me off the most about that is number one, it's the government getting involved in the market yeah. again. Yep. Uh, number two, the device compared the devices from now we have now to two years ago, mm-hmm. and it's night and day. Oh yeah, this is a the vaping industry. People probably get here here get tired of me talking about it. The vape industry is so emerging. Think about what we were vaping ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, some of the most ragtag shit you could throw together, you <laughs> yeah. know, when it first yeah. started out. Um, but the, the quality of devices, the quality of juice, the quality of the product you're getting now, like this little, I'm vaping this little, uh, geek vape of Winax. It, it's, it's the best pod system I've used. And I've used a lot of pod systems. And every time I get a new one, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so good. Oh my God. This is, I got this right here in it. It's super light. It's got this little, this little drip tip gimmick on it. Well, even though there's no drip tip in it, but it's I'm able to hold it in my mouth mm-hmm. like I would an actual cigarette. So I can hold it and type. Yeah, you know, where a lot of the vape, a lot of the pod systems even now are still too heavy, or they don't have enough to get a hold of to hold it in your mouth. And this makes it it, it makes me I hadn't cried, I hadn't wanted a cigarette like actually like craved one mm-hmm. in a while now. People always kept telling me, quit. Uh, another point on, you know, why they, why, I think why they're doing, why they're going toward the UK with this is because the UK is using vaping as a cessation tool. They're not doing that in the United States. Right. They're, they're banning it. Every state you see pops up Well, we're banning flavored liquids. The UK is actually promoting vaping in hospitals and there's shops in hospitals. Wow. For vapor products to keep people away from cigarettes, and I think that's why you're seeing a big influx with the tobacco companies going toward the UK for this because they're getting slaughtered. Yeah, in money, you know, so they have to do something there. Well, are do they? I mean, we went we went to Ireland the last day we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nance ran out of cigarettes, even though we offered to give her a pack, mm-hmm. and she went and bought a pack of cigarettes, and it was like twelve euro, yeah. which is like twenty five dollars American, you know, yeah. at the time. Do do you think? Are are they taxing and are they getting like the the taxes they get on tobacco on the vape stuff? Well, there's not a not on a national level. Uh, I don't know if they actually have and I think they leave that up to the states. Maybe you know certain tobacco taxes in states. There are states that have raised the tax on vapor products. No, I mean, in the UK, are they getting oh, the, the UK? I, I have I'm no wonder, idea. I wonder if they're, they're getting the taxes, it. the same taxes that they do on cigarettes. I would imagine. I would imagine because you know, I mean they've got the whole like what the uh, TPD, um, which ha- regulates all of that yeah. in in UK. Um, so there's there's certain restrictions on bottle sizes and all this gotcha. stuff. So they have to have a certain you know it's very strict. You can't have a tank that holds you know they can't sell tanks that hold more than two milliliters of liquid. Uh, they can't sell bottles that are over ten. Over so 10 milliliters? 10 milliliters. Damn. Yeah. I, I believe that's the restriction over there. Um, so, yeah, it's a thing. Now, I'm just but, wondering, I wonder if the NHS, 
might in some way cover vape supplies for people who are trying to quit smoking. I, I wonder if they have that because they have the national health services, which is like their nationalized health care. And they'll pretty much pay for anything. <laughs> you know, at a point they cut a lot of things that they're about to go under. They're having a hard time. Um, but I, I they like pay for, they pay for braces. They pay for everything. Hmm. And I was, I wonder if, if the NHS uses vaping as a way to get people away from tobacco products. I don't know. I'll have to look into I that. I don't know. They, yeah. they push it really hard, you know, and the UK does. Yeah. We're talking oh. about, um, earlier, how much it costs per skew or whatever, you know, <clears throat> that's definitely thin in the field. Oh yeah. What, and, yeah. and what you were saying was that over time, all the products that you've tried, the quality has increased. Right. So do you think by thinning the field that it's pushing higher quality products through? I don't think so. I, or is no, it just a what, natural evolution what, of the product? That, I think it's that, evol- I think it, I think it's innovation. They're always they're finding something new to yeah. <clears throat> new to, to make like, the products. It's better. cell phones. You know, exactly. It's cell phones. Uh, you know, there's there's always somebody pushing the envelope, and uh, you know they have what we call dick measuring contests in China <laughs> all the time over product. You yeah. know, well, we made this machine that'll hit 400 watts. Well, we made one that'll hit 500. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, nobody's vaping that hot. You can't. Uh, but it's, well, we can, we can get 16 batteries in ours. So <laughs> you're vaping at 40 watts. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Stop with the dick measuring in China. We don't need it. You know? But now, I I think that the pod systems to me, um, they're with 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 the pod system innovation when it first came out three three four years ago whatever when they really started hitting pod mm-hmm. systems <clears throat> with that compa- coupled with the use of of a nick salt vape, uh, nicotine mm-hmm. <clears throat> nick salt nip, nicotine is so close to like plant grown nicotine from tobacco it affects your body uh it's able to replicate the effect that actual to like grown tobacco affects your body nick salt does and it it was like a game changer for me i went a lot of people i went from craving cigarettes so bad when i not you're like have you tried nick salt and i'm like no i'm like Give it a shot. And I was like, this is it. This is, you know, yeah. it's super high nicotine level. I'm vaping like 50 milligram nicotine, but I'm not smoking two packs of camels a day anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, is that what that would be about equivalent to? Is uh, I've got no clue, but it, it keeps the monkey off my back. Yeah. You know, where before. How many times, what, how many times do you, would you say you refill it a day? This one? Yeah. Because uh, that's a two milliliter pod, right? Yeah. I'm, I might refill it once a day. Like, like, if, like if I when I'm working, mm-hmm. I'll refill it when I go to before I go to work, and then I'll vape on that pretty much all night. Okay. And the next morning, I'll be down like close to, to refill, refill time. time. Yeah, yeah. So about two meals a day. Okay, so that's basically fifty milligrams twice a day. Hundred milligrams. Yeah. Uh, that's about well, on cigarettes. Usually, I think ten to fourteen milligrams per. Per cigarette? Yeah. So. I'm smoking 10. I'm sure there's higher. I'm sure there's lower. Yeah. You know, depending on the company. But average, 10 milligrams to 15. 
milligrams. Oh, half per, a pack of cigarettes. Half a pack of cigarettes. But when I smoke cigarettes, yeah. I smoke two packs a day. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I went from smoking 40 to 10 now. Wow. You know. And so, yeah, I mean, I... You went from smoking 40 to none. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about nicotine wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's... It, it, Nick Salt coupled with the pod systems totally got me off cigarette to a point where I didn't even want one. Like the, the, I don't even think about it anymore. Where when I was just starting on the, the vape stuff we had at the time, that that Kanger Pro 2 mm-hmm. little tank I had on a, on a twist battery yeah. where I was like, this is okay, but the corner store's right there. There's a camel sign looking at me right in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I would eat a cigarette right now. <laughs> now it's just not, not even a thing. Wow, it's been. When did you? How long you been? Had your shop open? Uh, October of 2015. So almost six years. Mm-hmm. Damn, it'll be six years this October. And I, I pretty That's much, incredible. I was pretty much done by the time you opened your shop. Yeah. So I, I hadn't had a cigarette in almost six years. Damn. That's, that's weird to think about. That's great. After smoking for 15. You that's know. great. You don't have a break right quick. Sure. No. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you go right ahead. I did. I was just, <laughs> just saying, man. So <laughs> I'll, little olive branch. Hey, anybody. <laughs> it's here. So how was the, uh, talk about like your, your date Saturday night? Mm. Um, yeah, man, it was, um, uh, you know, of course, man, I've been talking about being single and stuff for a while and, and all the nuances, man, that I keep, it's just a whole different world. Um, but anyway, man, it, it was just, it was, I just, I just keep forgetting, you know, how many single games there are, you know, you just can't have just like a, like a a conversation that you would normally have with the amount of trust you'd normally have in it, man, in a, in a, a long-term relationship versus somebody, man, that you've only known for a few months or weeks or whatever. It's just games. It's just the getting to know you game and stuff like that. And it's just, it really, 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 it's just the worst part of it. Isn't it though? You know, and you would think that as people become older, like mm-hmm. we are, and you're still saying you're newly single or you're still single or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That they get over all the 20, 20 something bullshit games, right? You know, well, I think, man, that they're exposed to the 20 something year old games, too. You know, everybody's kind of, you know, this. The, the I would think that the majority of people that are on the sites are somewhere between 18 and probably 40. You know, the majority of the people, you know, so the people that are over 40 are are dealing with this mass of humanity that is is full of games i mean and 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 i think also that i've heard a few uh studies that um have said that you know there's like five or ten percent of the men that are on these sites are the ones that are getting about 80 percent of the women's attention and then the other 90% 90% of the guys that are out there are fighting for whatever's left over, you know? So it's a small percent of guys that are getting, 
you know, the, the vast majority, the vast of the majority. Pick. Yeah. Yep. And the girls that are out there, they have to put zero effort in because they're girls, yep. you know? So, um, so I think, man, it's kind of almost like sometimes people have too many options and they lose interest quick or they're not, they're not as open because there's so many people passing through that they don't want to go ahead and open themselves up to be vulnerable, to tell you something that to have these open conversations that I'm used to having. Isn't that kind of like life now though? Everything is so much faster. Uh, I just, I don't you know, like it. I don't like it. It's, it's the same way they, they like, we talked about how they video, video game as stock trading through mm, Robinhood. Yeah. They yeah. kind of do the same thing through dating now with, yeah. with Tinder. And Instant Tinder. gratification. It's, hey, man, are you, you know, whatever the new shiny thing is, you know, and then it holds your attention for a small amount of time and then you move on to whatever, whatever next. You know, I'm just a, I'm, I'm just more of a monogamous. I like long-term relationship. I like that, that interaction to get to know somebody and growing with them and exploring family and real life, you know, and it's just so much get to know you type. It's just, oh man, it's it's very frustrating. I did, however, though, man, have a have a uh, a unique. Well, well, I'll just say, man, it was a it was more of a fun type. Um, I'd um I'd matched with a, a real pretty lady. Um, as I'm as as I'm as I'm looking at her profile, I I think to myself uh, that. Because I usually read what they write and I'll, 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 you know, not just go through and go, she's pretty. Yes. She's not. No. You know, swiping like that. I'm, I'm actually trying to do homework and, and read what these people say or whatever. But anyway, just try to get a feel. So as I'm going through her profile, I'm thinking to myself, this girl and I probably would not be a, a long-term match because she's just into different things, but she's really pretty, man. And I'm just going to swipe right on her, man. Just Shoot because. your shot. <laughs> Just to see, I mean, you know, <laughs> and it turned out, man, that we matched up. Well, she's in like a, a city that's two counties away. Oh, she's pretty close then. Yeah. Yeah. Within 60 miles. And, um, and we decided to meet for coffee in a, in a, at a, in a meeting point, you know, in our next closest city over. Right. And, uh, and so while we're, while we're having, you know, after when we meet and, I, and I'm, I mean, she's pretty, man. I mean, real pretty. <laughs> And we're having this fun, open conversation, and time flies. Like an hour goes by, and it's just like a blink. It's just like, man, I've, I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. You know, it's just real. Oh, but early on in the in the in the meeting, I, I realized pretty quick that I was right. You know, as as what I was thinking before, I'm like, man, there's no way that she and I are. Or like a, a long term match. Yeah, it's just I mean, you know, she's uh, you know, really funny because she she's extremely country. You know. And to some people I may be country, but I'm not country. Now, neither one of y'all really have a have a strong accent at all. Just the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not Oh, not even the way you talk, just yeah. the way you live. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just all of it, you know. But, but she had a very, very wangy country accent um actually you know one of her profile pictures um had like the cowboy straw hat you know and a little piece of straw, in, type of straw in the mouth you know <laughs> and a tractor 
you know, right kind of in the same shot. And I, and I just, I swear, man, I just thought, man, there's that stage, you know, that's just, but that's straight up her. I mean, Did she pull up on the tractor. No, she pull up on the tractor, man, but that, I wouldn't surprise me a bit if she couldn't get on it and do whatever she needed done with it. Okay. So we're having this great conversation, man. And, and, uh, of course, man, we're we're drinking coffee, and I'm just jacked, man. I mean, I'm I mean, of course, I got the big coffee, just and I'm out. yeah, and I'm and I'm doing a couple of cups of coffee before I get there anyway, you know. So I'm just you know talking a lot, and uh, so <laughs> you know, I, guess I was I was real chatty, and uh, and, so, and so was she, and. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't the same reason, but I mean, it was just, it, we, we were having a great time. And, uh, so anyway, man, after, like I said, about an hour or so goes by and we've not, we've not just because I guess, man, I'd kind of early on just kind of been like, man, this is just like a fun this person. Fun, right. You know, this is just fun. Um, I really wasn't trying to, you know, look at her in a sexual way yeah you know i was just having so much fun and maybe it was just because of my mental state or whatever the caffeine or whatever it was i just hadn't got to that point or it just hadn't come up or whatever so anyway man we're sitting there man and, and uh just kind of out of the blue we're just having this great fun get to know you stuff man super boring super not uh, not boring at all man it's very very cool and uh and something something some something was said about um uh, it's been a while, you know, something, you know, something had been a while. And she kind of said, kind of ran with it a little bit. She goes, you know, yeah, well, I mean, it's been a while for me. I'll put these big titties on you, boy. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was just like, because I'm just, I mean, our, you, our conversation, you as you are right now? our conversation, man, had not I mean, it had just been just flying, you know, everything had just been going great. It was smooth, 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 smooth and spike. And then all of a sudden, man, it was just like, man, just rocket ship, man, into, <laughs> into a different plane. And, uh, and I just started, started kind of giggling, man. Yeah. I was just kind of laughing. I was like, what? And she's just like, you know what? We've been sitting here for over an hour and I've not first time even caught you looking at my boobs. And then, you know, if I catch you, then you glance away or anything like that. Then you've not even looked at me, you know? And, uh, she goes, I'm never around guys that aren't just staring at my boobs or just, or whatever. And she goes, man, it's just such a turn on. I've been thinking for the last 30 minutes, man, why hadn't this guy looked at my boobs yet? And well, most of the time, man, I'm thinking, why are guys looking at my boobs? Why won't they pay me any attention? Did she have them out on display or anything? No, I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, it wasn't like, no, she didn't have like the big cleavage cut shirt or anything like that. But, um, she did, she had a nice shirt on, man. And you could definitely tell, I mean, in, even in her pictures uh, on her profile, man, that, that she was uh, hourglass. Endowed. Yeah. yeah. She was, I mean, and it wasn't like big, like she wasn't a hefty girl or anything like that. I mean, she was just very well built. And, uh, but I don't know, man, and she started laughing and, 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 you know, and then we, then all of a sudden, man, I was thinking to myself, I was like, all right, man, I, you know, if she's going to open the gate, man, then I'm going to, I'm going to throw some shit in there, man. I mean. <laughs> I knew up front. I, I mean, I knew the whole time, man, that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna hook up with her, man. It was just that I was just gonna just talk some shit, you know. If she, you know, just see, just see. And sure enough, man, here we go, man. I mean, the, the next fifteen minutes, man, were 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 just as fluid, you know. But it was a lot of sexual innuendo, to like you know, stuff like that. But we both, it, 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 for a second, man, we we were both 
looking at each other like, you, are you serious? No, I ain't serious, man. I ain't serious. But, man, it was just such re- – it was so refreshing is what I'm getting at. It's, you haven't had that in a while. No, I've not had that right. man in, in so long. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the young lady I went out and met with that I was telling you that was the big um, – like the groove band. Yeah. You know, she was very – very easy to talk to and very personable and stuff like that. So it's been a it's been a long time and really since I had anything like that and and uh, it was very refreshing. And if and if I was a country boy, because she's looking honestly, man, she's looking for somebody that that drove the, that drives the big jacked up pickup truck to be on and, like farmersonly.com dot and, and tight Wranglers and a you know and a big belt buckle and all that stuff. I mean that's that's who she's looking for. And that's not you. And that's not me at all. No, man, no. But, and, and so we, that was kind of some of our conversation. And I told her, you know, after we started kind of having this sexual tension break, you know, then, you know, the conversation was like, he's like, you know, I, and I told her, I said, you know, look, I'm just, it's just not going to happen. You know I mean? It's just, you know, she's like, I know, man, I'm just kind of run end up telling you whatever. And I said, even when I was looking at your profile, I thought to myself, I was like, man, me and this girl are not long term, but I was I was really attracted to you, man. I mean, your profile, man. I mean, because you know you're very pretty and and whatever. And and uh, she goes, you know what? Come think of it, man. You're not the same type of guy that I I normally swipe on either. You know, it's just it's kind of odd that we did match. To me, I thought that's a good thing though, because I mean a lot of times I mean opposites do attract. It was, and I don't think we're, we're opposites. It's just that you know different know lanes. That, yeah, it's just yeah, we're two, super super different. Yeah, just different lanes, but. She's she's straight up country girl, man, and she don't she's got no interest, man, in being in town or on the grid. You know, she wants to be out in the out in the you know um, mud riding and all yep. the A to Z, you know, which is all fun. It's all that stuff's cool. It's just that that my life, my my circle of of life, man, is just not is just not out that way. No, that's not like your that's not your gig at all, really. I mean, that's yeah. I've, I've never heard you say. Let's get some four wheelers out and go go ride down some trails, yeah. which may be fun for you, yeah. but it's not like a lifestyle that yeah, it's just that a you're different lifestyle. Into. Yeah, so that was so we, we, we both kind of knew that, you know. So I think that is it was a big stress reliever for both of us. We both knew, hey man, this this probably ain't really gonna happen, man. So let's just drink some coffee and talk some shit and have, <laughs> get, 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 keep going, you know. And that's kind of what happened, man. I mean, it was really uh, that was really a lot of fun. Invited to the show. If she goes shoot some shit, we'll shoot some shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it, it would not, it would not hurt the the viewing ratings either, man. Oh, I'm sure was, we'll get her on the camera. Yeah, she was, um, but anyway, yeah. Well, good, man. I mean, any other kind of prospects at all? Or that was, it was kind of like your one big meeting since we've been that, on last time. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, um, I've, I've, I've got a, um, you know, some some new friends that I'm, I'm just kind of just chit chatting with. It's it's all real small talk, really. Yeah, but I mean, you you meeting her, that was a lot of fun for you. Oh yeah, 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 man. A stress I, relief, yeah, stress, it, stress relief. Yes, it, it was, man. Last week was a was a hard business week, man. We we were really busy, so I was glad to have just like that little micro break right in the middle of it. I was glad it was like a daytime, um, you know, uh, it was kind of just in the middle of the day. No pressure. No, yeah, it was no pressure and yeah. stuff, man. It's just it wasn't just, dinner and dancing or a movie or yeah, something. Yeah, you don't go drop a hundred bucks, man, on somebody, man, to to figure out a, at a fancy restaurant. Hey, is this somebody I want to see again? Yeah, you know, I love the let's get out and go throw the frisbee and talk, or let's see, do something like that. You know, let's go get outside. Let's go sweat. I want to see you sweat. That was always my opinion too. The worst thing you when you were when you're looking for something like an actual somebody to be in a relationship with the worst thing you can do um, 
Oh, this week's tip of the week from Hango. If you're if you're dating or, or looking to date or getting close to dating age, the worst possible thing you could do, if you're looking for a relationship, the worst thing you could do is go to a movie. Right. Just that's more you know right there. Because when you go to a movie, for two hours you're sitting in the dark not talking. Right. And God forbid you try to talk and get shushed, you know, like a chump. When you're trying to meet like really, really Movie dates are good, like on like third or fourth date. After you, in yeah, my opinion, talk to them. Yeah, you know the Get first couple dates should be if you don't know this person, if it's like a blind date or if it's an app date or whatever it may be. You know, if it's somebody that you work with or that you go to college with or that you mutual friends with, and you've had time to talk before going on your first date, yeah, go to a movie. That's that's great. You're trying to meet somebody new. The worst thing you can do is go to dinner where you have maybe what, at the most hour and a half. Yeah. You're waiting for your food, having drinks or whatever. You get an hour and a half t- to talk. Then you go to the movie and you're in the dark for an hour and a half to two and a half hours, depending on what you're watching. And then you have the ride home. And if you don't get the nightcap invitation, well, that's the end of it. Yeah. So you, you might have talked. You talked for the same amount or less than you were in the movie together. Is that your, you got the same kind of idea? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, matter of fact, early in life, um, I, I want to say it may have been my dad or somebody of, of, of somebody somebody that I looked up to a lot told me that um, movie dates are are later on. It should be. It should be later on. Yeah, you you want to get some. You want to get to know somebody. You want to get them to talk and stuff like that. And, and then find out, man, if you want to go be, you know, hold hands in the dark with them later or whatever. You know, they may not be that person. They may just be wound different you know and stuff so i i've always liked to like matter of fact my this relationship that i'm just coming out of man our first date um so to speak was uh we met out here at the walking track by the river and you know it's a one mile one way and you know tap out and then you a one mile one mile come back and and you know you're out there by the water and it's it's well lit and it's a great place to go but you know you're basically with somebody out in the middle of um, you know it's kind of romantic you know i mean it's you know night and stars but it's still a public, and stuff public like place that. so in case you're with a psycho you have people around you yeah you know? sure it's well lit <laughs> yeah but i mean but it gives gives you a chance to get to know somebody you know when you're when you're slow walking with somebody you know a mile one way before you take a sit down break you know, you got a lot. You can say anything in a mile, in a walking mile, you know. And then you get that, you know, then what we did, we sat down and talked and hung out and just hung out for a little while, you know, and then walked back. I like that. That's what I'm saying, you know. I mean, like, so I like the coffee dates. I like the something. I also think, you know, you said blind date. I think blind dates are 100% better than online meets. I agree. Because you have something in common. You have two people. If nothing else, you can always resort to saying something about their the friends that hooked you up. You know, oh, man, you know, they said blah, 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 or, or one time they did this. I mean, you, there's just endless conversation sprouts off of off of who hooked you up and for whatever reason. But when you're when you're meeting these people, you know, uh, for the first time or two or whatever, you know, you really don't have anything else to bounce it off of, you know. Um, so if you did go to the movie early on then really that's about the only experience you have to balance anything off man that damn star wars gimmick boy i mean you know that big chewbacca fucker he <laughs> I mean, how many times can you come off of that and then expect to get some some play at the end of the night man you've been talking about chewbacca some you know <laughs> big eight foot ape you know i mean 
I don't know, man. I, I think so. Whenever you're trying to do something, I, I've been talking to a, a little lady um, recently over the last few weeks, and and we've talked about meeting. She's in a um, another uh, a, a farther a, another town about a hundred miles away, bigger town. And I told her, I said, man, I would like for us to do something. I don't want to go. I don't want to come over and just let's go to dinner and just hang out. I mean, let's let's go out. I mean, I want to let's get outside. Let's go throw the frisbee. Let's go do something, man. While we're outside, it's still summertime. Let's get out. Let's do something fun. And um, and she's like, yeah, man, that's that's great. You know, we could do that. There's axe throwing over here and all sorts of other things, you know. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, something that's. Some, even like bowling. You, bowling, you can talk while you're bowling. Yeah, you know, even if you both suck, you're still having a good time, yeah, making fun of each other, and the people know. that are in there, and then anything else bowling related, you always have something, man, to bounce it off. And they usually have booze. They usually have yep. at least beer at a, at a bowling alley yep. if you don't have drinks, you know. So, yeah, it's 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 a lot more fun, man, when you have something to do uh, up front or something that you can build experiences off. of. When I was in high school. Uh, Really pretty. She was so out of my league; it was ridiculous. Really pretty girl, and uh, I asked her out, and she said, sure. And she blew my hair back back when I had hair, and uh, I said, "Is there anything that you, you know, would like to do?" She's like, "Oh, I don't know." And I was like, "Well, look, I've got some tickets to a minor league hockey game. You know, I don't know if you'd be interested. I'll give it a try." You know, she was up for pretty much anything. We out and had dinner. Went to the, and this is this girl was like 115 pounds, this little bitty thing, and, and kind of you know, not not quiet. Um, she just wouldn't as loud and obnoxious as I am, I guess you know. Uh, and we got to this game, and our seats were like right behind the glass. We had front row seats. And this game was going on, and a fight broke out during, as they do during hockey games. This girl turned into an animal. Kick his ass! Kick his ass! Like, who the fuck are you? You know? I mean, and it's like, that fight happened, and as though they were taking the guys, like, I think one of them must have, it must have been a major, because they kicked him out of the game. Um, It was a, a, the initiation of fighting or whatever. So he was skating off the ice. Well, the, it was one of the home team guys was going off the ice before he got tossed. And as he was going off the ice, the bus driver from the other team smarted off to him. He decked that dude, too. So both benches clear and, and go. There's a huge punch. She's like, yeah, Thunderdome, you know. <laughs> Gladiator. It was, it was, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> the, the, the usher came down and like, told her to quit banging on the glass. because she was like, yeah. He's like, hey, you, you can't be doing that. You can't be banging. She's like, oh. You know? <laughs> and I was like, wow. It was it, it was a lot of fun. Just You get people out doing stuff, axe throwing, taking to a game where something exciting happens. You, you see them go from this very timid, mild person to fucking animal like that. You know? Well, see, now that's real life. I mean, that's oh, yeah. the people that like the people that you're going to be having a long-term relationship with, man. I mean, they're going to see you get excited and you want to see them get excited. And you want to see that the emotion that you share, that's what builds love and trust and friendships and all this stuff, man, that everything's built on, man. This, this information exchange, you know, of all the, the emotions and the, you know, it, everybody, when everybody's, you know, getting dressed up or putting their makeup on just right and got the 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 right shirt and just the right fit and all this stuff, whatever it is, you know, I mean, you're seeing the best of the best yep. that they're able to present at that time. 
But when you're out doing something fun, you know, you're going to see the goof ups and you're going to see them, you know, that real say, life. Real life. Yeah. That's what you, that's what I'm interested in. Seeing. They're letting I'm their really, guard down. They're not, it's not a show anymore. And, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of people are like going, man, I could give a shit less if that chick could bowl or not. I just want her to blow me. But <laughs> that's, that's just not where I'm. That's just not where I'm at. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I just, I'm looking for something more than, than, you know, than that. So, I mean, I'm using this dating app or these dating app, whatever it is, man, I'm using this time period, man, to filter through, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking for somebody, you know, and, um, you know, and I, I mean, I'll be honest, man. I mean, I've had a couple just outright offers, you know, yeah. but it's just not where I'm at. It's not where I'm looking for. I'm just, you know, I want, I would like to share something with somebody. Have you, have you looked at eHarmony at all? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm juggling three right now. Well, a really good friend of mine, mm-hmm. he used it years ago, and met a, and they're married to this day. Got a couple of kids. It it worked for them. Back when eHarmony used to have the free weekends or whatever, they met on one of the free week. They were both on there for for a free weekend, and uh, man, because they do like a huge like a, it's like a three hundred question questionnaire you have to do to, to start your account. And it's, it's asking you all these really relative questions. It was started by a guy who's like a marriage counselor. Um, that's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> I think he's coming undone. Um, and he had like a 300 and something question questionnaire asking you to like direct to how important is religion to you? What religion are you? Would you consider married, marrying outside your religion? Are you a virgin? Is being a virgin important to you? You know, how many partners have you had if you're not a virgin? It breaks all this stuff down. They both did it on the free, free weekend. They were both like the top picks to match. But got to talking, and at the end of that weekend, he's like, hey, I'm not renewing this. <laughs> so you know, if you want to stay in contact, here's my phone number. And she like texted him like that. Uh, he was living where he lives now in Huntsville. And uh, hey, was that the bottle? I thought something like a fuse had popped or something. <laughs> Uh, and she was from uh, Alpharetta, Georgia, outside of Atlanta. And, like, they kicked it off and, like, go meet, like, in Chattanooga on a weekend, wow. go back, you know, or she'd come come out there, come to Huntsville, or he would go to, to Alpharetta or whatever. And, and they, got, they got married, and they got a couple of boys now. That's you know, incredible. And, and That's very inspiring, man. I mean, to let them know that, I mean, there's real things like that that are that, that are out there happening, you know. I'm I'm glad to see it. When he he, he said he's like I'm, I met somebody. I'm like, oh, awesome, man. You know, that's okay. he committed so much of his life to getting educate, getting his education, to become a get his master's degree in mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. and you know he kind of put dating on the far back burner when he was doing all that stuff, and then getting getting his job he had. You know, then he took time. Now I'm ready to try to find somebody. Mm-hmm. And for him to get it like that, I'm so happy for him. You could be anybody deserved deserved to be happy. It was him, and he found just a, a perfect person for him. Wow. Have y'all watched any of the Olympics? I mean, I mean I'd be jumping around or whatever, but I just no. Like, we can talk about anything. Yeah, I hadn't watched a lot a lot of it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's seen t- any of it. That's Tinker's bag, man. She's she's up on it. She loves the Olympics. Uh-huh. It bores me to death. Does it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's just I don't know. Um, I think a lot of it now is—I don't want to say fixed, predetermined. You know, you kind of know who's going to do good every year. I saw a. Um, y'all know who Brandon Schwab is? 
his podcaster. Oh, Brendan Schaub. Schaub, whatever. He used, yeah. used to be the, the MMA. MMA guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's got a podcast uh, that I, from time to time, man, I see some of the clips off on YouTube from him. I watched one today. Um, I think it's called The Fighter and the Kid is the yep. name of the thing. But anyway, uh, they were talking about one of the female track stars that they had to give her testosterone reducing um yep. something or another man because she has so much testosterone in her that she was outside of the female limits, limits or whatever and uh it's pretty funny to listen to them those guys talk about it man but um i think that they determined that that she had like a medical um, or pituitary gland issue, I think something, man, something. Um, it was like a not necessarily like a hermaphrodite type person, but it was something in in that type of uh, where she might have. Was it a Brazilian chick? I don't think it was Brazil. There was one from Brazil during the last Olympics, and she looked like Vanderlei Silva in a dress. This is this this person that they showed the video of today. Um, she was being interviewed by somebody and looked very very masculine, right? Very much. And then they showed like after a little bit, they showed another picture of what looked like she was in a suit, like a like dressed up like a guy, yeah, like in a suit. And they're just like going, "There ain't no way that's a female." I mean, you could look at her. I mean, she's just. You know, there's an Adam, Adam's apple, man, <laughs> you know, man or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny to hear, man. And, I, and I've been, I've been watching a little bit of the highlights. Um, growing up, man, I was a huge Olympic fan. You know, I always used to watch it. Of course, I was a wrestler growing up, so I always watched the wrestling. Um, all the weightlifting, man, that always used to really be um, cool. The gymnastics, the diving. Um, I don't know, man. I've always, I've always been uh, real intrigued by it. And, um, but anyway, man, I've, I've heard that the U S isn't doing, I haven't watched this year like I have in the past. Uh, but the reports I'm getting, man, is the U S isn't doing as well as normal and viewerships down and whatever. I mean, I, don't yeah, know. I mean, it's just, uh, so many people have been, you know, a lot of folks were afraid to go because of the yeah, whole COVID yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't know? think they're, they're allowing crowds. I mean, a lot of athletes didn't want to go, you know, especially you think about being a runner, some endurance person as your career and then you've dodged COVID or whatever this whole time. And then you get there and you get it. And you know, there's a, a chance that could affect your lung capacity for the rest of your life. How are you going to do, how are you going to be an athlete, a swimmer mm-hmm. or a runner, somebody who depends on endurance and conditioning and, and their lungs being in peak performance. And then you get some disease that causes scarring wow. and you never have, you never have that, capacity again i didn't think about all that you know yeah. I, I don't blame a lot of them for not you see the chick who's a gymnast she's like 48 this is her last olympics the first time she was in the olympics she was representing the soviet union damn that's like in the 80s wasn't it? early 80s like i think her first one was like in 1980 or 84 82 somewhere around there what did she do she's a gymnast <laughs> So wow. she was probably like twelve or thirteen when she first started doing this. Nadia Comaneci. So I think she's been like in like I think she's been in seven Olympics. Wow. So she, now she's forty six or forty eight, and she's still competing in gymnastics. 
not a coach, competing. Competing is all these other 12 and 13 and 14 zero body fat girls, you know. They're mm-hmm. not women, they're girls still. And she's still out there busting loose. I had no idea, man, you could compete that at age, anything other than darts. <laughs> I, I think I, I, she's from some, you know, former Soviet bloc country. So they might not have a lot of people in that small country mm-hmm. that is, or she may just be such a fucking beast at gymnastics that she's still blowing like the, the kids out of the water. Yeah. So telling. Kind of like the Jamaican bobsled team. I mean, he basically, <laughs> you know, they ain't got too many bobsledders. So if you've yeah. ever been in the back of one of them, you're on the team. You got it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I used, I watched it a lot when I was younger because we only had three channels. Right. Then, so it was, yeah. it was either that or it was some, some other crap I didn't care anything about dynasty or something. Um, it, like now it's just with, with all the anti-doping, they took the fun out of the Olympics. You know, I want to see, I think, I think this is my own personal, I think drugs should be, should be necessary to be in the Olympics. Let's see how, how, how it's, it's pushed the human limits as far as we can go. Shoot them up with all the drugs. Let's put that shot put out of the stadium. I want to see a guy chunk that some bitch as far as it'll go. I, I think I would like to, I'd like to see the Olympics stay clean, but I'd like to have an Another game. With the steroid games? With the steroid games. <laughs> like the X games and shit, man. Like those dudes out there on those. Man, oh my goodness, man. They've had like some bike, uh, the guys on the bikes doing all the, the tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even know that's part of the Olympics, man. I mean, I know skateboarding is the first just, time this year. This year. Yeah. Wow. So I saw some of that and I was like, dude, that's on the Olympics now? I mean, riding a bike? Well, you know, like the Americans only got like second place in skateboarding. Japan won it. They got first place. Yeah. And somebody on Twitter's like, how the fuck's America going to lose a skateboard? And somebody's like, that's what you get for not sending the potheads. Because <laughs> they're the best skateboarders. <laughs> you test for pot, they can't, they can't compete, you know? So. Yeah. They've added, a, they added two or three. Or was, it, was skateboarding the only one this year? I thought they added a couple new, I don't know. new sports. I, I hadn't even kept up with it. I wanted to watch the skateboarding uh, part it was pretty, of it. It was pretty part early it. on, though, I think. But um, I didn't. I couldn't find a place to watch it. Yeah, it was a, that was a problem. I couldn't locate well, I, a. I got from home from work the other day, and Tank had the the TV on cranked wide open. It was they were showing the opening ceremonies live, so it was like they were showing them live like at eight in the morning here. It was night in Japan, and so she's like, "They're showing them live now. And they're going to show them again tonight in prime time." <laughs> the fuck for, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, she she has always really been big into the Olympics, and I I could care less. Yeah. You know, it's good to hear like stories sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. the the human perseverance, overcoming something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as far as like being invested in any certain any certain sport, there, mm-hmm. I, it's just it's not for me. <laughs> uh, my brother Mike uh, said that. Uh, he had the women's volleyball uh-huh. um, <laughs> clips on his uh-huh. loop. On loop. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike. It's like, what? He goes, damn, man. They, I mean, you know, I don't know. He was just being funny. I mean, he, he doesn't, but I mean, it's, it was just, he was just being funny. This is Mike being Mike. Our, um, our, our nephew is the one that brought, brought it up because 
somebody had substituted something about no, we were flipping uh, Sunday while um, uh, we were eating lunch or something, flipping channels or something. It came across the Olympics, and then our nephew, who's ten, <clears throat> mentioned he's like, "Man, do you know, man, that the bathing suits that they let these people wear is like, it's like they ain't even got no bathing suits on almost. I mean, those girls on the volleyball court, man. I mean, they their bathing suits are almost nothing." Yeah, you know, and he he was just making that observation. Then that's when my mic was like going, "Yeah, I got that on loop, man." On <laughs> we, it was, I think it was the Netherlands, maybe their women's beach handball team refused to wear the official outfit. They had like the they had like tops, like sleeveless tops on, like full body tops, and they had on um, like bike shorts and. The International Olympic Committee was fining them like fifteen hundred bucks a day for not wearing the official outfit. The official outfit for women's beach handball is a sport style bra and bikini bottoms that can't be any wider than like three centimeters. And they're like, we don't want to wear that shit. We want to wear something comfortable, you know? Because you're on the sand. Sand gets fucking everywhere. Guy or girl, yeah. you want some coverage from keeping sand out of out of all your places. So I don't blame them. When you got a tea back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> letting it in, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I, I was like, they should be able to wear whatever they want. Would the Olympic National Committee do that if the Saudi Arabian women wanted to have a team? In Saudi Arabia, you can't wear shit like that. you got to be covered. You know, I, I think the last Olympics... They had a, I don't know if she competed in judo or ju- or um, taekwondo in the Olympics. And she won like the gold medal. I think it was judo. Woman from Saudi Arabia. Before she got home, she was getting like messages on Twitter about her being a harlot and a whore for being out there touching other, other people like that and stuff. I'm like she's touching other women. But the whole time she was competing, she had like telling the full gi plus the hijab to cover her head. And she was just like lambasted for being a woman and succeeding. Wow. You know, it, uh, we're really lucky in this country, you know, that we have no official religion in this country or anything else. You know, you're free to believe or not believe whatever the hell you want to. This woman's trying to compete for her country, you know, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. You know, she's proud Saudi Arabian. And she gets picked on and called a whore and everything else just because she wanted to represent her country. You know, they can't, they can't even drive over there, which isn't a bad idea, in my opinion. The less women drivers we have on the road, the less wrecks we have. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? No? We're going home. Okay. <laughs> you got anything else tonight? Uh, made a new batch of Jello shots, man. I'll, oh, I'll, hell. I'll bring, I'll, bring I'll bring some. You hadn't perfected the recipe yet? I'm just saying, man, I made some. I made, I made a new batch. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I got, them, I got it covered, man. But I'm you just saying. You invented the recipe. I gotta, <laughs> yeah, I just made a new batch, man. And, uh, matter of fact, I was, I was at the uh, store the other day, and, and just this time of year, I always make a pass through the Jello aisle, man, and just to see if they've got any new flavors. New flavors. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. And I found some that were... Uh, like I guess, um, 
maybe made made by Starburst or maybe um, some kind of. Uh, they're all candy companies now that are getting into you know what a Jolly Rancher or whatever you know they're they have their Jello that's Jolly Rancher green apple flavor or whatever. So usually if I see something new like that, man, I'll pick up a pack or two, you know, and try it. And uh, yeah, man, I've got. I've got some that are, Get some on deck. That, are, that are good to go. I wish I'd have brought some tonight, man. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all I got, man. Jig game thing. As usual, nope. I just want to make sure. Nope. All right, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, look down in the show notes for this very episode. You'll see links for our sponsors, evils.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, you can use the promo code HANGO to save 15% off your next purchase on some premium CBD products. Also go by MyDelta8.com. We also have an affiliate link for Amazon down in the show notes. Go do some shopping on Amazon. Just click that link, bookmark it. When you're going to buy some stuff on Amazon, go through that link. Send a few dollars our way. Again, Harpoon, Jut, love you guys. I love all y'all trying to listen in for this episode. Please come back next time, and we'll see you then. Bye.